We're going to have a great show for you today. We are going to have a great show for you today. I don't think it should be skipping anymore. I changed out drivers and everything else and uh, I thought I had it covered. So let's go ahead and see what you are seeing. I want to hear your reports. Folks, let me hear your reports as far as whether we are coming over clean. Uh, let me hear your reports, whether we're coming over clean. On mute, EW, there we go again. Audio video is good. Great AVQ, that's what we want to hear. All right, let's get busy starting with this thing. Michael Rudnan, you have a whole lot of stuff for me to talk about again already. And you know what? We're going to do it. Humans are, and let me, tell you, let me tell you something. I had a feeling based on the information that we had today that we we're going to have a whole lot of stuff to talk about because... I had an interview and I said I'm going to postpone that interview until tomorrow or the day after. But anyhow, let's go with what Michael has to say here. Michael Rudnan says, humans are doomed to be extinct. I found an interesting Scientific American article that comes to the correct conclusion without including the primary underlying contributing factor that being accelerating anthropogenic global warming caused an extinction level event among a million species in our lifetimes. And I think we know that much of that has happened already. From the article, one reason for the downturn in population growth is economic. Politicians strive for relentless economic growth, but this is not sustainable in a world where resources are finite. Homo sapiens already sequesters between 25 and 40% of net primary productivity. That is the organic matter that plants create out of air, water, and sunshine, as well as being bad news for the millions of those other species on our planet that rely on this matter, such sequestration might be having deleterious effects on human economic prospects. People nowadays have to work harder and longer to maintain the standard of living enjoyed by their parents if such standards are even obtainable. Indeed, there are growing evidence that economic productivity has stalled or even declined globally in the past 20 years. One result would be that people are putting off having children perhaps so long and much more. Um, there, I agree with most of what the article says. However, I think we have to take a few things with a grain of salt. And I want you to humor me here, folks. Productivity has, in fact, increased by orders of magnitude. All right? Productivity has increased. And it continues to increase. And we have the technology to let it go much further. So technologically, we can do it. The problem is how. And the problem is that because of how we do things like, um, what's the word that I want to use? Because of how we do things like depreciation, how we do things like uh, 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 in oil fields, we have this stuff called depletion allowances. How we do these different concepts, it's an economic problem that if we were to solve, we could have high productivity, we could have a great form of living, and when I say productivity, I don't mean exponential growth. I mean all of us having the things that we need within the context of humanity. Okay? The problem is that that is not what, how our economic system is designed. Our economic system is designed on greed. And more than greed, it is designed on survival of the fittest who can do the most harm. And when we understand our economic system in that regards, everything else becomes moot. And that's what I try to do or want to do with our system. And that is how we make a better America a better place when we can have people understand exactly how things are. 
Okay, let's continue reading some of what else uh, El Señor Rudnan has to do. But beforehand, let me get to the bottom of the scroll to make sure that uh, everything is working fine. Okay, let, let me, let me t before I finish with you, Rudnan, um, I want to talk about, uh, I want to say happy Tuesday to all. Courtney, the SLP, welcome aboard. I'll, uh, Tom C, so far in sync, unlike Republicans with common sense. <laughs> Love you, brother Tom C. Joseph Shakit says, hey, welcome, Yusuf. Hi, Coop333, sync looks good. So far, so good. I worked till 2 in the morning putting in new NVIDIA drivers and then working with, uh, with uh, Logitech's new capture software. I'm hoping that I couldn't find specifically what's wrong. I'm hoping that those two things work. Uh, AVQ says, audio video is good. Thank you. I could said on mute. Egberto, yes, I did. And Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome, welcome, welcome. And who else we've got here? May Wood. Hello, everyone from Long Beach, California. All right, great. Let me see if I need to salute anyone before I continue with, a, with Brother Rudnan's uh, thing. I hope you're getting a cut of the commercials they show on FB. I think, okay, if, when you start with FB, I didn't know that they, we got notification that we qualify for it. I don't know, uh, it, it, uh, you know, we haven't gotten any cash out of any commercials of, on, on it. So, you know, I don't see the commercials. I, I'll go take a look at that. Uh, you know how these companies work. Uh, in fact, when you sign a contract, they tell you, we can do whatever alongside your videos and you have no claim to fame. That's just how it is. And they give you a, a chance to monetize, however, things like subscriptions, etc. All right, let's continue. Uh, I think, though, I did re receive a report that said we were, because of our volume, we were eligible for monetization. I don't think over all of that in detail. Anyhow, the Line 3 replacement has been completed and operating for months. So why are activists still camped out by the construction sites? Life in the resistance camps is difficult, but activists say important work remains already. An aquifer near Clarebrook Terminal was ruptured during the construction, resulting in Enbridge receiving a $3.3 million fine from the Minnesota uh, Department of Natural Resources. In August, the Minnesota Population Control Agency announced that it is investigating other potential damage that occurred during the construction of 28 drilling, drilling fluid spills. The DNR is also investigating whether two other aquifers have been punctured. Jake spotted Wolf at Camp uh, Mijizi said, we are monitoring that stuff and making sure that being documented so that when there is a lawsuit against Enbridge, we can say, here's our documentation and here's our proof of how, for one, how we were right and you guys were wrong, but are also how much damage has been caused and how much that will impact communities. And we know, that, we know what that damage looks like, people. We all know what it looked like. Uh, Michael Rennan also says, fact check. Unverified information about Omicron variant causes social media panic. Social media has already pushed the panic button and a widely circulated post claims Omicron is deadlier than all other variants and it cannot be detected through RT-PCR tests. The World Health Organization and scientists all over the world are yet to fully understand the severity and the nature of the strain. I'd rather, I'll say, wait for the evidence and continue your Usual precaution, as sometime we will be required to determine whether this new strain is more contagious and or deadlier. And you know what? 
viruses have a tendency of burning themselves out. So let me tell you, I am I'm pessimistic about the immediacy of, uh, of Omicron, but not of viruses in general. And what I mean is the following. Viruses have a tendency to burn themselves out, and there are reasons why they burn themselves out, right? As they get more, as they get worse and worse, as they kill more and more, eventually they, they lose the ability to kill more because they kill off the vulnerable and what's left are those that sustain. That's why the bubonic plague didn't last forever. That's why the Black Death and all these things don't last forever. Because uh, unfortunately, in the case of viruses, etc., the fittest cells survive and eventually we create a system that, you know, in a, if, we, if we don't get natural immunity, we get the, the vaccines which prevent this altogether. But as far as, um, I, I think you're right, let's not go ahead and jump to conclusion. Just take precautions. Uh, you get completely vaccinated with what we have available, wear your covering on your faces. And, you know, in the case of my daughter, she makes sure as soon as we walk into the house, we, we are with sanitizers and, 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 and that, that, you know, all, all of us have all three vaccines already. And we still take the necessary precautions. And she says, oh, remember, you haven't had the flu in a while. You haven't had a cold in a while. So this sort of stuff works as well for many other things. All right, Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome. I I can see the intro skipping already. It's not something on your computer, such as updating your drivers. You need to get in touch with the ISP. Um, actually, I did some ISP testing of the, you know, to see the, the spacing between the, the millisecond drops, etc. And it was pretty good. We did, I, I must admit that there was an issue, and I don't know what it was with the computer itself, however. Because when I updated the firmware within the camera itself, uh, the, skip, the, the, the skipping portion fixed. Now, let's see. Let's see how the program goes. Verify that all of that is okay and really truthful that I really did the right thing. All right, Igberto, while productivity is up, growth is on the decline. Can you put this on the screen? I can put it on the screen. Let me get to the other computer and I'll put it on the screen for you because again, like I tell all of my peeps, this is your show. So let's see, what the productivity is up, let's see what that looks like. Oh, I see the curve that you're looking at. I'm, I'm gonna talk about that curve in a little bit. I see, that looks like what the Wall Street people do, Michael Rudman, okay? If you take a look, at, they look at the average peak and come all the way down, right? I want to look at a few other things in that productivity gap. I want to take a look at things like um, what were, you know, in, in between that time we had, we had a false decline in the economy because of the financial sector. I don't want us to forget what those clowns did. So I hear you, Michael. Uh, I think that needs a bit more examination, but I have it on the screen for you guys to see productivity versus uh, 19, 15 through 20. Went from about little over, uh, I guess, uh, 1 point something percent versus 2 point something percent. That deserves a bit more analysis. All right, let's, let's continue with, the, with what you guys have to say. Para ver qué más vamos a hacer aquí. Uh, Maywood says a cut right into the show to show a commercial and then the return to the show. Wow. I didn't even know that. Wow. I, I'm going to go check my business end of this as soon as I get off this show to see uh, what they do about commercials, etc. Paul Fleming says, he's checking in from Atlanta. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? I hope, I hope 
things are slowly getting better, my brother. I sure hope so. I, you know, I hope so. Uh, Maywood, yeah, and I would don't, especially if PDR doesn't receive any dollars. No, I, I'm pretty sure. Look, we have subscriptions that, that you can subscribe on Facebook and, and other ways to monetize on Facebook as well. Um, so, but again, like I tell people, by the way, today is Giving Tuesday. So um, if you guys want to be nice, you can go ahead and anyone who has a wherewithal, go give us a super chat or go ahead and give us a PayPal or whatever. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I haven't had a cold or flu in a while because I've been careful wearing masks, washing hands, not touching face, not getting a cold or flu means I probably won't be getting COVID either. You know, that's sort of what my daughter uh, was alluding to when she told me about, you see, you haven't really gotten all these things because we've been taking the necessary precautions, which I think is damn good. Charlie Lindahl says, working fine for me. Video and audio on my phone over cellular. Great. Thank you, sir. Hey, Charlie, I owe you a phone call. I sent you a text this morning. And by the way, I was contacted by the guy who wrote the book that you're talking about. And we're going to be working somewhat, you know, to help promote what he has going. So thank you for that introduction, Charlie Lindahl. Uh, let's see. Uh, AVQ says, Egberto, considering the 2008 financial sector crash as a factor, I think you're correct regarding productivity growth. Yeah, we have to take that into account because that skews a whole lot of the data. Um, Daniel Adose, if, if the stream is monetized, I'll never watch again. Last thing we need is Egberto with funds to infect more minds with his Marxist trash. Um, just for your information, the very bulk of my funds come from the great supporters of Politics Done Right. If you go to williesmediallc.com, you can see the hundreds of supporters that give either one time or several times to support what we do because they know what we do is honorable and what we do, the intent of what we do is to make lives better for not only ourselves, those progressives in the room, but even all you wonderful uh, conservatives that I consider, you, you know what is so funny? Um, I wonder, I, I wonder uh, really, Brother Lado, I really wonder how much you really hate me. I don't think you really hate me as much as you'd want people to believe. I don't think you do. Not that it doesn't really matter to me, but I, I just find it ironic that I don't have a hateful bone in my body. So, uh, and, and I think you know that. So I, you probably don't hate me as much as you think you hate me for being, you call me a Marxist, I call me somebody who cares about people, who cares about having an economic system that works for us all. But you know, the truth, the, the good thing about it is, my skin is very, very thick. Doesn't really matter to me. So, anyhow, Paul Fleming, why are you listening? <laughs> okay. Paul, I want him to listen, though, brother Paul. I want him to listen. Uh, and and Rudnan said, Danny boy, can you stop trolling? No, let him troll. It's okay. We're all family here. Hi, Coop says, Marxist. The 80s called. They want your red scare mongering back. Big laughter there, Hi, Coop. I love what you say there. Anyhow, look. Um, before I get started, I want to play, Chuck Todd today did something that was very important. One of the reasons I think we are in the position that we're in, the condition that we're in, is because we get a whole lot of these false equivalences. Uh, when you get false equivalents, it makes you believe like, oh, so the Republicans say this, the Democrats say this, and everything is all okay. You know, it's just a matter of opinion. There are certain things that are not a matter of opinion. There's evil out there. There are people who only care about themselves. Chuck Todd 
has always played that game. This side says this, the other side says that. That drives many of us crazy. Today he did it with a few, he, 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 he kind of stopped back with a few words. And that actually touched me. So I figured Chuck Todd deserved the kudos that I'm going to give him in this piece. Check this out. It seems like I'm going to give Brother Chuck Todd two kudos in one week. Actually, we all know that the mainstream media loves false equivalences. They try to equate Republican and Democratic Party. I mean, they're politicians. Yeah, true. But there's one group of politicians that are doing more harm to everybody else than any other. And one party that's doing more harm than anybody else. And we all know it to be the one who causes a problem, the Republican Party. It's not a question. We just have to look at the numbers, right? They're the ones that don't want uh, health care. They're the ones that don't want family leave. They're the ones that want all the taxes going to the wealthy and at the same time to allow most of us to hold the bag, to pay the bill. They're the ones who are moving us towards indentured servitude. And, you know, Chuck Todd did the right thing today. Now they want, they want to hold the American economy hostage so they don't want to pass increasing the debt. Uh, the debt ceiling, all these things that we have to do, they want to leave it alone. You know, let's let's put it on the Democrats or have the economy crash. We don't care about people. That's where they're at. Well, finally, today, Chuck Todd, actually, he still tried to blame both sides. Come on, get with it, people. But he did break from the false equivalencies we're used to having from him. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Dow, which fell over 600 points this morning after the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, testified in Capitol Hill that inflation would likely get worse, setting up the Fed to potentially raise interest rates sooner than expected and to pull back a bit faster on the buying of assets. Powell was joined by the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who testified about the state of the economy and the importance of raising the debt limit. Her testimony comes as Congress's deadline to raise the debt limit quickly approaches, perhaps mid-December. Perhaps it can go farther, but who knows? There's still only a few more legislative days left in the session before December 15th, the earliest that the U.S. could begin defaulting on its debt. Yellen delivered a dire warning about what could happen if Congress fails to act. I cannot overstate how critical it is that Congress address this issue. America must pay its bills on time and in full. If we do not, we will eviscerate our current recovery. In a matter of days, the majority of Americans would suffer financial pain as critical payments like Social Security checks and military paychecks would not reach their bank accounts, and that would likely be followed by a deep recession. Aren't all members of Congress folks. Come on, members of Congress, aren't you embarrassed by the silliness of this debt limit thing that we go through, this shenanigan? Just shame on all of you. Shame. Come on. Particularly Republicans. You're playing games this time. I know the Democrats play games, but enough of this. This is stupid. Enough of it. I know the Democrats play games, but it's mostly you, Republicans. That was a break from false equivalency. Thank you, Chuck Todd. That's a start. Let's start making that more obvious and let's start making it more... Let America understand that that is exactly what's going on. Because as long as you guys keep saying, on one hand we have this, on the other hand we have this, we give plausible deniability to those who are doing evil. 
and plausible de deniability where evil is applied hurts us all. Good job. Well, kind of good job on this one, Chuck. We kind of good one on this one, Chuck, is exactly what I mean. Kind of good job on this one. Okay, look. I wrote a, a corresponding blog, and I'm going to read the blog because I think it, it has some importance here. Because a lot of people like to play the plausible deniability with the debt ceiling, etc. So I wrote a blog called Chuck Todd Dropped False Equivalence Between Dems and Republicans. Aren't you embarrassed? Chuck Todd showed a level of personal disgust with the, part, with the politicians he smoothed which, as he temporarily dropped the false equivalents. I had to do a double take and then immediately record a segment I had no intentions of covering. But if Chuck Todd decides to drop the level of false equivalents he has perfected over the years, I had to do it. So that's why I brought it to you guys. Democrats and Republicans are doing the, and you heard what he had to say, Democrats and Republicans are doing the dance of the curse about the debt ceiling when Democrats are in charge. In other words, when Democrats are in charge, there's this debt ceiling debate and the Republicans hold them hostage. Republicans only think about the debt when others are in control. A case in point is Trump's debt as described. And you know what? I'm going to put that on the screen. Actually, I'm going to put the whole damn blog on the screen. All right. Let's go ahead and do that. That's probably what we want to do. So here we go. Uh, Chuck Todd. And look at that graph. Okay. Look at the graph. A case in point is Trump's debt as described by the well-written ProPublica piece says it all. Donald Trump built a national debt so big, even before the pandemic, that it'll weigh down the economy for years. That, that's something everyone must read. But I want to read the selective part out of the article. It said the following, and I think I need to get it a little bit bigger. This, this I need a little bit bigger... Uh, context here and I of course I couldn't get it here but here's what it says the national debt uh, let's let's get it right here let's get it right the national debt has risen by almost 7.8 trillion during Trump's in office that's nearly twice as much as what Americans owe on student loans car loans credit cards and every other type of debt other than mortgages combined according to data from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. It amounts to about $23,500 in new federal debt for every person in America. The growth in the annual deficit under Trump ranks him as the third biggest increase relative to the size of the economy of any U.S. president administration according to a calculation by leading Washington budget maven, Eugene Stewart, co-founder of the Utah Brookings Tax Policy Center. And unlike George W. Bush and Abraham Lincoln, the two guys who beat Trump in debt, who oversees the larger relative increases in deficits, Trump did not have two foreign conflicts, nor did he have a civil war. So what did he spend that money on? We know what. He took America's money and gave it to the wealthy. There ain't no false equivalency here, folks. And there should be, we should be beware again of the false equivalencies. We want to beware of the false equivalencies. Always that. Did the Democrats 
uh, use Trump's irresponsibility to hold America hostage? No. Why? Because they are responsible. They are, for the most part, moral. But yet, too often, the savage game played by Republican politicians is treated with a disgusting false equivalence. Well, today may have put a small hate, small, small hole in that armor. And that's why I played Chuck today. Because I thought, wow, it's about time we do something like that. Anyhow, continuing without further ado, let's see what else my good folks are saying. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lee Grant says, I hear... Oh, like, oh, you guys have a lot that I have to go over. What do the Marx Brothers have to do with Egberto? <laughs> You're funny, Charlie. They don't mean the Marx Brothers. They're talking about Karl Marx? Lee Grant says, hey, all, what's the topic today? Well, you are seeing what the topic is right now. Michael Rudin says, as it comes to the evil out there, the love of money, the greed, the causes, short-term personal gains, and long-term uh, long widespread damage, it's the biggest cause of that evil out there, exactly. Daniel Ado says, I don't hate you. I love my enemies. Oh, I'm your enemy, but you love me. Well, thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, Lee Grant says, I hear progs attack, progressives attacking the MSM these days. Trump had it right. Fake news. <laughs> I like that comeback, Lee. You know what, Lee? That's what I like. You're fast on your feet, man. Uh, Eric Hayes says, bull, quit blaming others. That is all we hear. And if one, no one agrees with you, blame, blame, blame. No. I just showed you the numbers. I just showed you the chart. We showed you the Obama chart over eight years. We showed you the Trump chart over four years. And the Trump chart is twice Obama's over eight years. Come on, man. Hayes, we're giving you the numbers. You can look at it yourself. In Eric Hayes also said, no, no. Michael Ren said, Daniel still sees those on the other side of the aisle as enemies rather than fellow Americans with different priorities for making our nation better for the effort. Can't ever say conservatives don't, don't uh, cling to their narrow-minded black and white thinking. It is, a, uh, it is a form of thinking that is strict in certain ways. And by the way, though, Rudnan, uh, some progressives have that problem as well. Uh, it's a human problem, not a conservative problem. It just happens to be that progressives are on the right side of history and progressives are on the right side of truth. And in this case, conservatives are not. Uh, every case, inflation isn't transitory now. Is it like the administration says, yes, right, blame others? No, inflation is transitory. Right now, the, the cause of inflation is because of those with price and power. It's caused by the mistakes made by the private sector in not knowing how to handle their supply chain. It is caused by their, their theory of just-in-time inventory so that they could maximize their profits. It's all, all this inflation is caused by the private sector's greed. And when I say private sector, I'm not talking about the mom-and-pop restaurant. I'm talking about the corporate greed, period. And it's quantifiable why things are increasing in price. One, because they can do it, and two, because of a supply problem that they themselves created, period. It's not even debatable. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of the people in the news media telling us that because they are not allowed to. They want to make it look like inflation. Look, there's no real market. The market is a mythical thing. There's supply and demand, that's true, but this free market that we talk about in the United States does not exist. It's a figment of one in, in imagination they want you to believe so that they can continue to rip you off dry. And that's what they've been doing. They've been taking everybody's income. And that's why, you know, it, it, it is funny. We watch the theft every day. 
We look every day and see money going to the top. We constantly see the wealthy get wealthier and the poor get poorer and the middle class die. We see it every day. And we still want to believe in the fallacy that we have been taught year after year after year. What gives? Munchen Song Syndrome? Come on now. Is it Munchen Song Syndrome? No, that's not Munchen Syndrome. It's, uh, uh, it's another syndrome. Like, Munchen Song is when you kill your kid or something like that. Or, you know, I forgot the name of the right one. Anyway, Haiku uh, say I agree with Redden. All right, let's continue here. Lee Grant said, did I hear right? If you support Kyle, you are evil. No, if, you're, if you support Kyle for the wrong reason, you are evil. Now, you could legitimately look at that because of your own biases. You could look at Kyle walking around with an AR-15 AR or whatever it's called, passing two cops and them giving him water after shooting two people and say, well, what I didn't see is I didn't, you know, you, you could come and say, I didn't really see it. But most of the people are supporting this guy because he killed two allies of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, Lee Grant, if you tell me, if you can give me a good reason why you support him, maybe I won't think that your thought process there was evil. But if you don't, it just may be. Haikoop says, why inflation and fiscal conservative never uh, a thing when re Republicans in power only when Dems are in office, of course, because it's 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 a joke. Egberto, uh, you make us laugh. I'm glad to hear that, Eric Hayes. You know, I want to be. I don't only want to be informative. I want to be also entertaining. So if I make you laugh, you'll come back. So thank you for laughing. Tell others. Carl Cox says the Republicans hated FDR because he wanted to help the bottom 99.5 percent in terms of wealth. Of Americans, same of the current Republican Party, exactly. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Egberto, you say debt is good, and how? And now you're comparing to personal, which you spew as false. Look, must not remember your own review rules. No, I do remember them. The national debt has nothing to do or similarity at all with personal debt because nationally you have sovereign, you have a sovereign currency that you dictate what is done with it. It's a sovereign currency. Please read my book, How to Make America Utopia. You've learned something. All right, uh, let's see. Lee Grant says Carl Cox FDR was the 1%. Hmm. Uh, Daniel Little says term of the day, false equivalency. No, it's in there. Charlie Dow says most Democrats want to govern, not to obstruct. That is true. Carl Cox, FDR was the 0.5%. However, he worked the common good, not for the mega rich. Every case says, now reminded you have cornered the definition by the power you spew. No, I don't have much power. All I have is a power to, to, the power to inform. And you guys give me much of that power to inform. All of you that are supporting me, the Charlie Lindals, the, 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 uh, the Daniel Ledo, well, not Daniel, but the Lee Grants, the, the Senor Rudnin, all of you wonderful, Nanette Bird Smith, High Coop 333, May Wood, all of you that go ahead and get our stuff, you guys are wonderful. You guys are the ones promoting the Paul Flemings. You guys are the ones promoting that we entertain but inform. Okay? So that's what it's all about. 
Uh, continuing with the info from you guys, uh, we have from Charlotte and Dahl, check, check our what the term means in business context. Daniel Lido says, if there it was someone wanting to destroy everything you love, would you not call them an enemy? The funny thing about it is, um, Daniel, what do you love that people like myself, that progressives want to destroy? You see, that is, a, that is what they're telling you. That is how they get you to hate what we're doing. What do I want to destroy that you love so much? I'm curious. Oh my God, blame, blame, blame is according to Eric Hayes. Greed of people breaking into Nordstrom and other Hollywood stores. Those are criminals. I don't know why you're bringing them here. Uh, Haikoop says, we already opened our minds to the right and found it to be total BS. <laughs> That's actually, I don't like to quite say it like that, but there's some truth to that. Tom C says, Carl Cox agree. We need rich people who pay fair share of taxes and rich politicians who support policies that benefit everyone. Peggy Lopez, I have the smartest people, Stockholm Syndrome. You're absolutely right. That's what I'm talking about, Stockholm Syndrome. Eric Hayes, laugh at what you say. Eric Haikoop says, who tries to get away with self-defense? Why didn't Cal turn himself in after killing one in supposed self-defense? Because he was running. He's a child with a gun. Charlie Lindahl, look carefully at the podcast by Ezra Klein. I like Ezra. He's, he's right most of the times. He wasn't, uh, there, there are some issues I have with Ezra, but Ezra is right most of the times, in my opinion. Lee Grant says, Kyle was there during a riot. Many was armed. So, uh, did any, who was the only person who discharged your weapon? Kyle. You have to ask yourself. All these Black Lives Matter in uh, very violent people, Black Lives Matter people, they are so violent. But the only person that killed two people and maimed one was Kyle. Of all those violent Black Lives Matter people with guns and rifles and all of that that you want, many want to claim, oh, these violent folk, the only people dying were at the hands of a right-wing dude. I mean, you know, it, it, is, it is the same thing that I always laugh about when we, the country, the United States, always we are so afraid that all these other countries are going to get the nuclear bomb and kill people and maim people and hurt people. The only country on the planet we are sure has the gall to use a destructive weapon, a weapon of mass destruction on other human beings, the only country that has ever done it, it's us. We talk about humanity and we talk about genocide and all of that, but the only the, the one of the countries that have effected the largest genocide, we were. We need to have some humility, people. We need to have some humility. Because when people talk about when you're pointing one finger, there are four of them looking back. You know, there's some there's some reality, there's some truth to that. Humility is an important thing that we should have. You know, and I'm bad with most of us, most, like I say, most people are good people. Bruce Pollard, sick. Waterberg, F9 for CQVT results. Whoa, you have to help me with those hieroglyphics, my brother, my brother Bruce Pollard. Lee Grant says Cal defended himself. That is fundamental, natural right. I don't think he, I think Carl, uh, I mean, Cal is a murderer. Again, like I said, the only person that discharged a weapon that day was Carl. Nobody else. Nobody else. All right, Gloria Miller says, Hillary Clinton, I admire Margaret Sanger enormously. Her courage, her tenacity, her vision. I'm really in awe of her. There are a lot of lessons we can learn from her life. 
Uh, Margaret Sanger. Okay. Eric Hayes. Um, let's see what else we got. What was a kid... I know exactly where you want to go with that, Gloria, but we're not going to go there right now. What was a kid going to do with a gun anyway? Thank you, Haiku. Michael Rennan says, Hi, Kyle Rittenhouse. Or it says, Kyle Rittenhouse said that if he had an AR-15, he'd shoot protesters. And then two weeks later, he killed protesters. You can't premeditate self-defense. It was an injustice when the judge didn't permit that evidence. I agree. You are wrong. Police died last summer by the hands of people destroying stores. And I can show you many people of my hue and others who police innocently murdered. And then they got off. Roberto Luis, saludos a mi gente de politics done right. He says, Sal I'm saluting my dear people. Lee Grant says 500 homicides in Philly this year and progressives like to go on about a white boy with a gun. No, 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 that's not it. All those people, like those 500 people in Philly, it's that gang warfare and they're killing each other, etc., etc., etc. This kind of killing is different. This is equivalent to vigilante killing. A stranger coming into a, 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 into a uh, protest and killing. If you can't see that distinction, you should. Uh, Gloria, outside of the killings, Washington has one of the lowest crime rates in the country. Mayor, Mayor. <laughs> Gloria, I know how that statement sounds out of context, but I, I, I read you. I read you when Mayor Bayans bears. What he's trying to say something similar to what I just said. In other words, if you look at the killing in many areas, it's usually gang warfare among people who know each other and are fighting against each other. And it doesn't have a bleed over to the general population. That is what that statement means. And it's an accurate statement. And that's why the Carl Rittenhouse murder is so much different than those killings you have in these areas where there are gangs against gangs, etc., etc., etc. Because while it looks bad, it doesn't affect most people. That's why it doesn't affect most people. Okay. The second subject today that, that I wanted to put out was Omicron. And the title of the show today actually justifies that. The title of the show today was Justifiably Blame Republican Politicians, Greedy Corporatists, and Their Allies for Omicron. I think it is important for us to do that and do it stressfully. And I think that is what Democrats should run on. Blame Republican politicians, greedy corporatists, and their allies for Omicron. And I want to play this piece first about what occurred uh, in South Africa, who found, you know, who was the one who released Omicron and it's uh, not released, but told us about Omicron and all the mutations. I want you to listen to this piece and then we'll take it on the other side. We call foul on these Western countries that decided to impose a travel ban on Southern Africa. I wonder why. You know, it's always easy. It is always easy if something seem to have maybe originated in Africa. We immediately react, right? Well, here's the deal. Uh, the Omicron seemed to have been found in South Africa, but guess where it seemed to have been found earlier? The Netherlands, the United States put a break on the Netherlands? Did they say, let's stop all traffic from the Netherlands now? I don't think so. But did they do that to South Africa, South Africa and the southern countries? 
why is it always so easy on some people to hurt first and ask questions later and on others err on the side on which could actually cause major harm as occurred during the inception of this disease of this pandemic anyhow I want you to listen to this and then let's go ahead and take it on the other side gives full context of these shenanigans check this out we'll take it on the other side this is not the end of the story with how old a person needs to be to get boosters i think we will see the age potentially decrease but not quickly and doctor the president's travel ban according to him is really his way of trying to buy time and essentially to to learn more about this variant but these bans have drawn criticism from south african leadership as well as others was it the right move I think it was uh, one of the right moves that's necessary. Look, I've, I've had to work in kind of a, both a policy and political environment. And sometimes you have to respond to both. And if we were the only country that had zero travel bans, it would have stuck. Not only would it have looked irresponsible because it is, but it would also beg to question what are we doing as a country? What I do have an issue with, Jose, is that if you look at where we've banned, it's Southern African countries. We now have cases of community transmission from other countries and we have not banned travel from there. I'm not an advocate of saying that we should ban from these other countries, but if we're going to apply a policy, it should probably be applied evenly and equitably. We're now learning that this was detected in the Netherlands at least five days before South Africa started sounding the alarm. There are travel bans in place in a number of countries around the world, including uh, in the United States. What do we know about where this originated? Now, are we even sure that it did start in South Africa? Yeah, I mean, Katie, uh, I can't tell you where it originated. I think that scientists and immunologists are still trying to figure that out themselves. It's clear that what this new information is going to lead to is more protests from South Africa and Southern African countries that they are being discriminated against, that these travel bans were unsuitable, that they were just knee-jerk reactions, and that they're punishing South Africa for their candor, for coming out and saying, here is the new variant, and we've figured it out, we've identified it, and now their economy is being punished for that. And so we've already heard that from Cyril Ramaphosa, he's the president of South Africa, and now that we know that this was in the Netherlands before that, we're probably going to hear that more. But it's important to note still, Katie, most of those cases, and here in Europe there's 42 cases in 10 different countries, so this is spreading very fast, that number is probably already out of date um, there's already 22 here in the UK. We can expect that those numbers are going to be increasing dramatically. But still, Katie, important to note, most of those cases still have some connection back to Southern Africa. Not all of them, but most of them. So whether it was actually whether the virus, whether the mutation comes from Southern Africa, as was suspected at first, or whether or not it came from Europe and went to back to Europe by way of South Africa, it's really impossible to know. And again, scientists are going to have to figure that out as they figure everything else out. You know, as, as I watched that, I, I, I got even more upset because, and let me tell you why. America, rich country. UK, rich country. France, rich country. The Netherlands, rich country. These are all countries that have a, they have a lot of vaccine. They've, they've been able to use the resources of, from around the world, the intellect from around the world to build these things. Now, here's the kicker. Uh, the, the country with the most debts per capita in this in this pandemic is the United States, the richest country, right? 
Uh, we have vaccines, we have everything at our disposals and people are dying still because we just won't do the right thing. Countries like Panama and Costa Rica and all these other countries, third world countries you call them, you know we call these guys third countries, we call these, we make believe that there's something wrong with these countries, right? But they've been handling the, without having vaccines, they've been getting less sick because they've followed the rules, they've covered up, they've had their, their you know, in, in the case of Panama, they had people on hold, they kept people in, 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 in homes and gave them stipends, etc., etc., to ensure that the pandemic gets mitigated, gets attenuated, right? So they're doing the right thing. These are the countries that they want their freedoms and all of these kinds of things. They didn't, the results, even with all these vaccines, weren't all that good. And yet, when it is time to be equitable in the way we deal with, 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 with these countries, we have no problem saying, shut the door on South Africa, shut the door on Lesotho, shut the door on Botswana. Because they, you know, the virus could be coming from there. But you know what? The virus knows not what, who carries it. The virus is deadly. And those who don't want to follow the rules succumb to it. South Africa did the right thing in exposing that to the world. A virus that was in the Netherlands apparently discovered more than five days before with no advance notice that said, hey, the Netherlands, we are, we are showing the world that there is a new variant where there are over 30 mutations on the spike protein, which will make many of the vaccines less effective. The first country to tell you that was South Africa, South Africa. And for, being, for doing the right thing, South Africa's travel gets banned the Netherlands squeaks by. Why? Yep, the question is, why? But anyhow, let's get back to some... Oh, beforehand, I, you know, it, it's that time and I... It, whoa, we're almost near the end of the show, actually. And Don Egberto have not asked for his ass. So let's tell you what, if you guys are on... If you are on YouTube, okay? Please go ahead and click that join button. If you are on YouTube, Please click that join button and become a part of our PDR Posse. Join us. You can help make sure that we continue to get the truth out beyond what the mainstream media would have you believe. How do you get there? Just click that join button. Become a part of our team. If you don't see that join button or if you're on another platform, whether it be Twitter, whether it be any one of the others, Twitch or whatever, please consider going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, and subscribe to our, uh, join our channel. Alternatively, you can support us on Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-Y. politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. And you can support us. Remember, today is what again? Give Tuesday, Giving Tuesday. Why don't you support us on PayPal on Giving Tuesday and, you know, uh, make sure that we continue to do what we are supposed to be doing and that is out there giving the truth, out there blogging, keeping all these things active. Now, you can go ahead and support us as well with a, uh, at our store by going to politicsdoneright.com slash store, politicsdoneright.com slash store as well as getting our books, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. Folks, uh, let me tell you, we cannot do this without you. 
And good for us that we've had many of you over the years, the, the years that we've gone in the completely independent to be a part of our team. I want to thank you so kindly for doing it. I want to ask you to do more. I want to ask you to say, share, let everybody know about us. Tell other folks to help independent media strive. We cannot strive and tell the truth, get geometric progression to get our information out without you. How do we do it? Write two to five blogs every day to make sure that the, the internet space is filled with progressive. We do our part in creating progressive data that the search engines will pick up. Not only the Russian stuff is getting picked up, not only the right-wing stuff is getting picked up. Uh, we also do three to five videos every day. We do the show every day. We do Monday through Fridays, we do this show. And on Thursdays and Friday, we do two shows because we do it live on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston, which is on air, 100,000 watt transmitter throughout the Hall of Southeast Houston and, of course, throughout the world on the Internet, as well as on Fridays on KPFT 90.1 FM. So support us. We do the work. The catch-all support for Politics Done Right is at politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support. Folks, we couldn't do it without you. Anyhow, let me get back to the question or the, the statements that you guys have been putting because it's quite a bit. Uh, let's see. Ethical issues surrounding the transplantation of human fetal tissues. Uh, Tyrone Jackson, I think you're, you're here to populate us with a whole lot of, what is that, stuff from, well, I know what you're doing, my dear friend. Paul says, Canada has the virus. No ban there. Michael Rudnick says, Tyrone Jackson, anyone can post VARE's report. There is one VR's report about his come after getting vaccinated. Of course. Uh, let's see. Bruce Baller says, Rittenhouse, a sad thing that went the way it should. Others' kids need to see. It is a bad thing to bring a gun. Courtney, with a lot of fire. I hear you, Courtney. I hear you, Courtney. Uh, Tyrone Jackson. I'm not going to read any more of your stuff, Tyrone. Sorry. Uh, Daniel Ledo says, Notice how Egberto does not call the Biden travel ban racist and xenophobic. You know... Um, Daniel, you know something? You have a point. Uh, you have a point. I didn't call Biden's travel ban racist and xenophobic because he doesn't have a recent history of racism and xenophobic in his policies. I don't know anybody's heart, but I know what they say. And I know what Donald Trump says is racist and xenophobic and homophobic and all the other phobics surround it. But as far as the action of the, 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 the Biden administration with banning stuff from South Africa and not from the Netherlands, that was a racist act. Let me tell you how I qualify things. I have a ton of friends. I have a ton of friends of every race, ethnicity, and whatever. And some of my friends, good friends, they perpetrate a lot of racist acts. But when I tell them or inform them, hey, don't you think this is racist? Or, and, and present it to them, they say, oh my God, I never thought about it that way. We have to give people the space to make mistakes. When I've said sexist things, when I've said homophobic things in my past, when, I've, when I say sexist things today, when I, I mean in these times, I feel great that others can correct me and set me straight. So that's what we have to be looking at. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So I hope you understand what I mean there, Eric, because that is important. 
Uh, Lee Grant, Cal was no racist. That that he was somehow tied to extremism if a lie and leftist. No, Cal was a racist. Uh, you just have to listen to some of the things and the people that he... So you sleep with dogs, for the most part, you rise with fleas. Now, sometimes you rise with fleas, but otherwise... But no, he was. Let's not color-code it or, or whatever. Look, listen to his interviews. That's all you got to do. Okay? So let, let's not sugarcoat things. Let's not sugarcoat things. It is important that we don't. All right, we're coming close. We got three more minutes to go. So in these last three minutes, what would I like to say? I'd like to ask you guys one more time. It's given Tuesday after the show. Please consider going to our page, going to politicsunright.com slash support, politicsunright.com slash support. Uh, and uh, go ahead and give us a, it's, uh, what, what is it called again? Given Tuesdays? And give us a part of, help us stay and keep doing what we do. Egberto, you are, Tom C., thank you so kindly for that super chat of $25. Thank you so kindly, Tom C., super chat. Hey, guys, match Tom C., thank you so kindly, my brother, for supporting Politics Done Right, one of our big supporters, Tom C., that is wonderful on your part i really do appreciate that uh let's see folks you can also go to politicsandright.com slash books and purchase some of our books i guarantee you'll learn something out of it thank you tom c let me get to the link for the books because i want you to see it go to politicsandright.com slash books get the audiobook get on anyone with we have somebody daniel Edo says cal supports blm yeah he's a racist egberto has no fear of his own foolishness <laughs> He supports BLM, so he goes to a rally that is anti that that is pro BLM and shoot them up, and said that he would shoot protesters. Right? Oh, come on, man! Come on, let's get real, people. You know, come on, let's get real. Anyhow, folks, look, you could be anywhere, but you're here with me. I want to thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Give us that thumbs up on YouTube. Make sure that we can uh, get right. I appreciate you being here. My name is Egberto Willis. You know how I end these programs every single time, and it goes this way. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.